Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with Two and Cal. Episode, bro. We got another episode, bro. Episode with the new mic edition, baby. Yeah, new what mic up? edition. We all oh, we, for, we really forgot to, like, number our episodes now. Now it's just, like, it's episode, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally every time I upload this onto Anchor and stuff like that, it always asks you for the episode number. And then I'm like, ah, I have no idea. So he was just leave that blank. But uh yeah, thanks for joining us. What's going on? What's going on? Yo, Cal, how you been, bro? I'm tired, bro. Uh I don't know if you guys know, but I've been in grad school these past couple weeks, so it's just uh uh so uh, by the way, I'm at SVA, uh getting my masters in directing, so working on my thesis film right now, so got class every day for a couple hours, so I'm getting back into the mode of homework assignments and all of that, so I'm trying to wrap my mind around that, but I'm just, I don't know, I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm always tired now. But yeah, how are you two? What's going on? I'm doing okay. Um, recovering. Working on my other podcast uh, called Be Major, trying to get that up and set up. And okay. um, like I said, we got the new mic, so now we're not going to sound as scratchy or whatever like that. So when you guys listen to this uh, episode... Please hit us up on Instagram. You know, let us know how we sound. Um, also, just trying to work on getting my license. I definitely need to get my license before I make any big, 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 big moves that I'm planning on making. So I feel that. I feel that. Can't have you driving me everywhere. You're not that's, Alfred. That's for damn sure. You're not Alfred, baby. You did Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's jump right into it. What's what's our first topic? So the first topic is we got a new Batmobile. Okay. We, yeah. Shout out to. To Batwoman, they they really trying to come out swinging because we got a bullshit ass motorcycle the first season and now we got the Batmobile. Jaceva Leslie, shout out to Jaceva Leslie. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of it, but it's it looks like a like a sports car that's painted black and red, and it's, it's reminiscent of the yeah, Adam of the West Adam West Bat. Yeah, a re- really nice throwback. I, I I like it. You know, I do too. I just wish. Um, They've been doing a lot of filming, you know, get, making sure that they have a lot of content that they're putting out in terms of pictures for their Instagram. I've been noticing that it seems like they're just working overtime to make sure that we're all aware that. They're oh, they're putting out new pictures on the Instagram. That's what I'm. I'm getting ready to check back on it now. But when I last saw, you know, they was really out there and giving this stuff out. So it's like you have them talking about stop voting or get ready to not stop voting, but get oh ready yeah, to get vote. ready to vote. Yeah, stop bullying. Um, you got the young lady Javasia Leslie, Jaceva Leslie, Jaceva yeah. Leslie. Listen, beloved, I'm gonna get your name right because one day I'm gonna meet you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they're gonna do with it, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what the Batmobile is capable of. Mm. You know, this is this could be because what we just got the muscle car for the Batman. Now yeah. we got. The sleek sports car yeah. for Batwoman. So I'm, I'm definitely want to see the capabilities. I want to see what's going to happen. So I want to see how it's going to upgrade the story or add to the story. You know, because the Batmobile is his own character in itself. No, for sure. And I'm curious, like, what kind of like gadgets that they'll put into this? Like, I feel like they could put little fun throwback gadgets into this Batmobile. You know, with it being such a such a throwback design wise to the Adam West one. I think they could do like little Easter eggs, you know, if the fans could pick up from the old series. But uh, yeah, and I, and I think that that comes back in what, early twenty twenty one. Yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. CW superhero shows. 
Because The Flash is also filming right now, also. Yeah, I, I, I remember you sent me the pictures on Instagram, yeah. I think The Flash has been filming at least close for like a month and a half. Because I know Batwoman's been filming a little over a month now, too. So, I mean, with a month filming, they should probably at least have maybe close to two or three episodes already shot with a month in. So, yeah, and it's nice that, you know, sh- uh, sh- TV shows in general are starting back up. You know, like you said, you send those pictures of Flash. We've all seen the pictures of Batwoman. And, and then Superman, Superman and Lois. Yeah, Superman and Lois just started filming, so... And it's it's nice come January, we'll have a couple episodes, you know, to check out. And Thank it's, God. It's interesting because, like, you know, watching TV more and more, and I'm seeing all these commercials, like, uh, like I, it just is random, but I remember I was watching, I think CBS was on, and it was, like, talking about how SWAT's coming back, and it showed, like, Shamar Moore in a mask. And it was like, yeah, we're coming back soon, baby, and then it shows, like, when it's coming back. But so it's, like, seems like, you know, Hollywood's really embracing those COVID protocols and, you know, getting the show I mean, you know, getting the show back on, that's, you know that's what I mean? Money. And yeah. you know, did you hear the rumors speaking of just staying on um, the Bat or Batman or just that franchise? Did you hear that part of the reason why they shut down the other time was Robert Patterson was hard to deal with? I read that, but I don't think it's true. I, I don't trust a lot of these Instagram or like comic book movie sites because I've read so many things that I, I think are kind of stupid. Like yesterday, I followed this one. Instagram called the Culture Nerd. Oh, I followed them. Too. And they said, "Oh, this is exclusive by us from us. Our sources at the Culture Nerd." I was like, "So you're citing yourself as your source? All right." Say that uh, Ben Affleck signed on for multiple appearances in his own uh, kind of like HBO Max Batman universe. And I was just like, I was like, "All right, come on," because they did this before where they said Henry Cavill signed. Uh, a multi-year deal for multiple uh, films as Superman and possibly a Man of Steel too, and they cite themselves as a source. And then Henry Cavill later said it in an interview, he's like, "Uh, you know, I, I there's no deal in place just yet, but these guys um, have. I don't know if you guys follow the cultured nerd, but they're interesting Instagram site. They don't really say who their sources are. It's just like, oh yeah, Ben Affleck's back as Batman in multiple movies. Like, are you sure about that? Like, from yeah, my source. I haven't. I haven't heard anything about Robert Pattinson being um, hard to deal with. But I don't, to me, that wouldn't make any sense, you know, because there's plenty of actors who are hard to deal with, but it, it's never like shut down a production. Yeah, you know how much of a dick you'd have to be. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how that'd work. Like they don't shut down because the the lead actor's an asshole. That's that's money right there. And if that was the case, man, a lot of these movies would be getting shut down because the actors had it difficult to work. No, with. exactly, exactly, yeah. But um, getting back to the bat or in the kind of realm of the bat, it was also just announced that Jared Leto is going to be in the the Snyder, the Snyder cut. cut. Right? Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, it it makes me excited because I really wanted to give him another chance as the Joker. Because I, I personally think Suicide Squad should have been him versus the Suicide Squad. I don't think they ever should have went the Enchantress way. He was kind of just like a weird side character. And I just... It just didn't gel. He never got his due, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he maybe got, like, what, fucking five, ten minutes of screen time and all. So, in my opinion, it's, it's not a lot to judge off of. Like, I think we need something more to chew on when it comes to his Joker. So, I think... He'll, he'll see this as a redemption thing. And I think this could possibly set up other things because clearly 
I don't think Zack Snyder had this in mind where it was like, like this was going to be my justice. I think he's adding things, and I think he's planting little things where it's like maybe they could be expounded. I don't know if that's the actual word. But expanded. Expanded upon for like you know further delve into those little nuggets. I think he's going to lay in this Justice League movie because I, I, this show, this miniseries, because I think we're in for some some very interesting surprises. Like they've because they've also said that. Um, in addition, Ben Affleck is filming more scenes as Batman. Uh, Amber Heard, who plays uh, Mara, she's coming back. Ray Fisher was filming more scenes. Good. I'm glad so he's like, doing some stuff. Yeah, so I think we're going to get some really interesting surprises that will lead to things in this in this DCEU. But that's the thing. So, well, I guess if things go out with the Snyder Cut, then that'll give you a chance for everything else to like kind of move forward. Yeah, and... Like, especially, you know, there was always rumors of the Cyborg movie, which we never got. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, guys. Um, so we never got the Cyborg film. It's taken a flash. This what, been five years? Six yeah. years? But the, I, I have full confidence that this Flash movie is definitely happening. Oh, yeah. Like, got they're, Keaton. they're got no casting choice. and all of that. Like, they're doing, mm-hmm. they're, like, deep into prep more than, like, any other Flash movie has ever been in. So I'm confident that... They're sticking with this director. This is the story. This is what they're going to do. So, uh, yeah, I know that's definitely happening. And then now they're saying that they're not even sure if Wonder Woman 1984 is going to stay on its Christmas release date. I mean, you kind of saw that coming. Yeah, but then my my whole thing I thought it was weird is, like, they announced all these other DC movies back. So, like, I don't know if we ever talked about it, but the Batman got pushed back to March 2022. Um, the Flash, I believe, is now November 2022. Shazam is coming out in 2023. Um, yeah, that was the thing. Like, and Black Adam it hasn't even been dated. They just took it off the release schedule. But they're still casting. There's been more casting announcements for Black Adam. It's just that they, at this point, they don't know when it's going to come back, come out. Like they're not, they're not pushed. They're not pushing back production. Like it's still supposed to film the first part of. The first, they call it quarters, so the first quarter of 2021. But just for right now, it doesn't have a release date. And I think these, these release dates will shift as the as things go on with the world. I think, like, this won't be the final release date of these movies. I think we'll probably have a clear idea, more so in the spring, maybe March, April, June, when they have a good idea with these vaccines and stuff like that. Because then you could open up theaters, you could put these movies out. You could say, okay, let's measure this. Maybe we can move this movie up a little bit. And, you know, and then maybe some of the, even these movies might even get pushed to HBO Max or their streaming, streaming, you know what I mean? Yeah. And make room for other movies to be put in theaters, but yeah. Well, you know that, I don't I don't know if you heard, but New York State is starting to open up for their movie theaters. Yeah, I, I was telling you that. But it, what's interesting is that it's not in New York City. It's so only New York State. Yeah, it's only New York State. So New York City's theaters aren't opening up yet, which which makes sense. I get it because... I mean, if you're upstate, you, you drive to a theater, but then, like, if you think about the variables when you go to a theater in New York City, like, you get on a bus, you get on a train, you do this and that. So, there's different variables to, uh... It makes sense. And yeah. hopefully, you know, God willing, the numbers don't continue to go up the way they're going. Like, yeah, they're, they're, pretty, down, they're pretty steady right now. New York State is handling it better than most states. So, I have confidence in that. But, yeah, um... Yeah, it just seems like Wonder Woman 1984 is definitely not coming out this year, and which we all thought. And that sucks because it's, it's already finished, you know? Like, yeah. certain things, I feel like, if it's already finished, like Black Widow, I'm not going to lie, I would pay the $30. I would, too. 
for for it to be streamed on, H- I would on too. HBO. What's and that? Honestly, I, Disney Plus. And honestly, I think I think that might happen. I because th- I'm hearing. I read this thing about a, a shareholder was saying that he's really advocating for Black Widow to come out. And then Disney also just announced that they're going to focus a lot more on streaming instead of the theatrical experience. Yeah, because we don't know how shit is going to go. Yeah. You so, know, and that's something that I feel like Warner Brothers... How do I put this? I feel like that's what Marvel has always... Or even Disney has always had to leg up on Warner Brothers and DC. You know? Like... I just feel like the people over there are more business savvy. Mm. Like, okay, well, listen, we know we got to make some money off this. It may not be the amount of money that we want due to the theatrical release, but also people are staying home. You know what I mean? People yeah. are binge watching whatever the fuck. Yeah. And if shit, you had people paying for Mulan. You know, granted, some weeks later or some, you know, like a month later, you released it off of, on Amazon or whatever. Which kind of pissed people off, too. Mm-hmm. There's some Disney Plus subscribers. She was like, wait, we just paid for it. And then you're putting it out here, and apparently with special features, um, with special and all features that. that wasn't even on Disney Plus. It was mm-hmm. like well, you kind of screwed over your subscriber base a little bit. But I, a lot of people were upset. About I think that. also Marvel needs to, or just Disney Plus in general, needs to focus on getting more original content out there. Like, so it's it's cool that like if hopefully they start putting more releases on the streaming. Like I know we're getting Soul on Christmas. Which is actually looks to be really good because I just watched the new trailer like last week. Oh really? I got yeah. to check it. And out. then Mandalorian starts next week, but I What's think was that the thirty first or the thirtieth? Uh, I, a little earlier than that actually. I can't remember. But um, shit, what was I saying? But um, yeah, I think it needs to be a thing where it's like okay, Mandalorian's done. Uh, WandaVision needs to, needs to come on, and I think that's what's gonna happen because I think WandaVision actually it's practically is, done. It's gonna premiere in November, December, definitely for the end of the year. And I think we're going to get uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, maybe springtime. So it, I just think that needs to be a thing. Like We need to have productions ready to go just to have content because who knows when we'll be back in theater. So everyone's just going to be going to streaming. And uh, it's the same thing with, with HBO Max. I mean, uh, I know they're working on Titans, Doom Patrol. Titans actually started filming. They're like two weeks into filming the new season, which is dope. So... Um, Harley Quinn just got a new season. Um, other shows I watched, like Raised by Wolves, just got a new season. So it's, it's just like, this is literally like the war of like content. Because like I said, people aren't going to theaters. Who knows? And even if you have vaccines, the theaters are open. You know, you really have to think about people. People are going to be scarred from this. Like, do I want to go to a crowded theater? Do I want to go into this crowded ass restaurant again? Somebody- you know, especially if you live in the, the major metropolitan areas in this country. You're gonna have you're gonna have second thoughts. Yeah, Yeah, like if if you're like upstate or in like rural areas, like it's fine. It's never like crazy. Everybody spaced out. Yeah, but in New York City, everyone's just on fucking top of each other. So, like I could tell you, as somebody that's recovering from COVID, like I'm thinking twice about certain things. Like I don't want to take a train. I don't even want to get on a bus. (laughs) Shit, you might not even get a hug if your last name ain't Cena. (laughs) But yeah, um, just it just seems like we're entering the content wars. And just kind of to close out, going back to Wonder Woman, I bet they're kicking themselves wishing they released it in, in November. Because remember, it's supposed to come out November. Um, oh, imagine if they had released it when, when they were supposed to. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in November. Then they're like, oh, we want to do summer because we feel like this is a summer movie. You know, optimal chances of making money. It's like, oh, now look at yourselves now. they now. fucked up. Yeah. I feel like dicks. So now, yeah, because if it, if it came out in November of last year, we would have been had this on DVD. And you know, it would have been, been a thought. 
but Wonder Woman seems to be that movie that just keeps jumping around, and God knows when and if we'll ever see it. And sometimes, I, at least to me, I feel like it like kills your excitement a little bit. Mm. But I, I'm sure, like when it's like, okay, this is officially coming out, like I'll, I'll be excited for it. But now I'm just like, yeah. I'll see it when I see it at this yeah. point. But yeah, um, what what else do we got for news? I'm trying to think, what else came out? Because there's a lot. Oh, oh, um, I don't know if you were gonna say this, but Power Rangers. Yeah. There was a major announcement with Power Rangers. Uh, this writer and director Jonathan Entwistle. I'm probably saying his last name wrong, but I've seen his stuff. Uh, he's had two shows on Netflix. Uh, the end of the f- it's one show called The End of the Fucking World, which is about uh, these two kids who go on the run after one of them kills someone, and the other show is I'm not okay with this. It's based off a comic strip where this girl ends up developing telekinesis powers. And she gets bullied in school, and it's it's like a coming-of-age story. So it was just announced that he's going to be working on a new feature film for Power Rangers, as well as an, an accompanying, an accompanying, an, an accompanying, an accompanying uh, television series, which will tie into the movie. That's good. Yeah, I, I, I like it because I, just watching his stuff, he has very good... Like, he doesn't make kiddie stuff. He has a, a good balance of... It's a very... Like, the stuff I've seen with him, it's very coming of age but it also has like a dark undertone to it and I think what's needed with Power Rangers right now is kind of like a bit of a rebirth like what I what I will say say what you want about the Transformers universe but what I did like about it is that they were able to appeal to kids and adults so they could still sell the toys but still kind of cross that PG-13 boundary you know hit it you know what I mean where it's like okay adults can really get into this like I don't like you know me and Tucson, we both grew up on Power Rangers and, you know, love Power Rangers. I loved the last movie that came out. I really enjoyed it. But um, I liked how the movie felt more adult. Like, I was like, okay, this isn't just Power Rangers for these young kids. Like, this, I could really get into this, you know? So I think that's what needs to happen with these, with this new series and films. I mean, you know how I feel about the, the movie. I mean, the movie, if it would have been better if they were more in their suits and, and doing more and having more story mm-hmm. um, but outside of that it could it would have been better I just don't know if I would have gone back and watched all of that and wait most of the movie for them to become Power Rangers mm-hmm. um, but with that going on like that's that's gonna be good cause even remember with uh, the first Power Rangers movie it really wasn't tied together with the TV show they only took certain elements of the movie and put it into the TV show yeah so there was never like a, a cross connection. I'm wonder. I'm kind of wondering how this new TV show would go though, because would this come on Nickelodeon? Like I just because just a, a filmmaker of his caliber and watching the stuff he's gone like on Netflix, are they gonna aim for a streaming? How are they gonna? I wonder how this TV show is gonna work because I just can't picture it coming on, TV. on, on like Nick because Power Rangers comes on Nickelodeon right? and you've seen how them Nickelodeon joints be treated yeah so I, I don't know it's, <laughs> it'll be interesting That's, it may, I'm very curious I'm very excited but I'm also kind of like how is this gonna work well I mean if it does go to streaming it'd probably be a Netflix show since you already have all of the Power Rangers on Netflix already so it would make sense that you yeah, would put but the it, thing is that they didn't announce that it would be on Netflix because usually if it's like oh you're doing a TV show They'll announce where it's gonna play or what's going on. Well, that know? just mean, that could mean that they're still just strategizing or negotiating. Yeah. But yeah, I was looking at his tweets and he was like very excited about it. He's like, he's like, I'm very excited, you know, to be in the Power Rangers universe. And some some people are speculating that maybe it could be like a 
shattered grid type of a story, you know, which is why they say like the movie could relate to the TV show. And apparently, and then the rumor was is that it's supposed to sort of be an overarching story and talk about multiple generations of Rangers. Which so maybe it good. could be about shattered grid. So we'll see. I um want to talk about since we're on the vein of Power Rangers. They just did Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, the comic book just came out today. Mm-hmm. Also, happy new comic book day to you guys. Um, part One of the books that I bought, well, comic book day part two, because part one is mostly DC stuff, and then part two is mostly Marvel stuff and Boom Studios. But as I've been talking about, for the longest of times, Mighty Morphin has a comic book that's done by Boom Studios, and they're up to their 55th issue okay. right now. Um, so right now, which is so exciting about it, and I've, I've been saying this a lot, um, you have Jason, Trini, Zach, that you know you know how they left when Rocky, Aisha, and Adam came in? Mm-hmm. You find out where they went. So they, they were like the first Power Rangers in space, and they're okay. called the Omega Rangers. Okay. So they come back uh, when the Earth is in trouble or because of something that's going on with the, with the grid on Earth. Mm. And when they find out that, oh, you guys became Power Rangers out of in space, you know, you find out what Jason had to go through in order to keep that secret. And part of the reason Jason left was so Tommy could get his powers back. Mm-hmm. See, Tommy doesn't even know that part. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they had two comic books that focused on the original Rangers. You had Mighty Morphin and you had Go-Go Power Rangers. So Go-Go Power Rangers takes place right before Tommy comes in, all the way up until when Tommy comes in there. Okay. Right? And then you have Gogo, which is when Tommy's already there. That leads into the Shattered Grid piece. Okay. And now it's currently in Necessary Evil. And now Necessary Evil is going into where Draken is back and you give him the new green power coin. So now you have two Tommies, a White Ranger and a Green Ranger, and they're on the same team. But right now with this interview, spoiler alert, guys, um, with this issue that came out, while the Rangers were getting their ass kicked, they needed somebody else to come. And so Grace, who does Prometheum, which is the space station from Lost Galaxy, mm-hmm. Prometheus, excuse me, um, you see her, because she used to be a ranger back in the 60s, but they don't even talk about that. That's in uh, the either Gogo or the Mighty Morphin, I don't remember. Um, but Draken ends up morphing and comes in there. But you don't know what's going to happen afterwards, mm-hmm. because it kind of shows... That you have the new Green Ranger, but you don't know exactly how, what's going to happen, how exactly they're going to fit on the team. Because right now, he may have escaped from the Jell and Zordons and is with Grace, who's the person from the Prometheum project or whatever. So she's like, yo, you know, you work for me, but you help them type shit. So, and it leaves off at that. So that's really good. And now you're going to have um, a comic book that focuses on Jason, Trini, and Zack while they're in space. Instead of okay. just having different stories and Mighty Morphin, it's just going to be uh, Power Rangers. Okay. So you got that going on. Like, guys, definitely check it out. Also, on the pull list for this week, um, I just want to say that Nightwing is back. No more Rick Grayson. There's no more uh, Amnesia. My son, Dick Grayson, not Rick Grayson. He's back. Uh, back in blue, black and blue. Um, also, the Joker War just finished up. James Tinian or Tyon the Fourth did a great job on Joker War. Um, I do think that there's certain things that I liked about it, but I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and I was telling you in the car the other day that the Joker, I feel like, is a, is a villain that's oversaturated. He's everywhere. 
He is everywhere. He's like the Kevin Hart of villains. <laughs> you know? Like, he's just everywhere. And you have, what? You have the Joker War. You have three Jokers. You had the prelude to Joker War. You have... Um, Joker's just in all of these things. And then even his influence, like the Batman Who Laughs, is a Jokerized Batman. You know what I mean? So it's like you kind of can't get away from him. And I feel like Batman has a ton of great villains that you could choose from. So say what you can say what you want about Tom King's run on Batman, but using Bane was I think was a stroke of genius. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he could have been used better, but after this interview that I saw today on um by Comic Pop and Comic Historian, they have their own YouTube channel where they interview different people and they interviewed Tom King, I want to say yesterday or the day before, and Tom King was talking about how listen, if you guys haven't read Tom King's run on Batman, spoiler alert again um it's just talking about how the editors from dc like man they could fuck up a really good story if they wanted to (laughs) because alfred really wasn't supposed to die it was supposed to be that damien got hit with the scarecrow's fear toxin and his Mm -hmm. biggest fear was alfred dying but then fucking the deal was like oh man i like this you'll leave alfred dead (laughs) what or who i like thomas wayne batman make him the main villain and it's like, but like Tom King had a whole different um, vision for Bane. He was gonna be like the Emperor, and Thomas Wayne Batman was gonna be like Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, damn, that really would have been good. Oh man! And then when you when you hear about how all these characters were like screwed over because of editing, you just or the editors or editors, it's like, what the fuck, bro? Like, really? Yeah, that does suck. Really? How like I'm I'm giving you all this creative content and then you're just nitpicking my shit. Mm. And you're thinking, oh, the fans are not gonna like this. But no, motherfucker, the fans don't like what the fuck you're doing. Like, so for instance, he talked about how Dick Grayson got shot in the head in issue fifty five. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Well, look, what we're gonna do is like Tom King pitched this great fucking story that would have been mwah, great for Nightwing, right? He gets shot in the head, but, you know, he still has his stuff, but he's still recovering. So you have Tim Drake step into the role as Nightwing for a little while, right? While he's taking care of Dick Grayson. So Dick Grayson's relearning how to do whatever, and, you know, the Bat family's taking care of him, but Night, uh, Red Robin or Tim Drake is taking over the mantle of Nightwing for a little while. That shit would have been fire. Yeah, that would have been. That would have been a great story. Like, even the cats I was interviewing Tom King was like, oh, that would have been great. Wow, what happened? They was like, yo, they just liked Dick Grayson being shot in the head, and that's how Rick Grayson came. And so this guy, comic historian, was like, yo, so like you came up with these great ideas, and then (laughs) it was your ideas that kind of fucked everything up. (laughs) Because they wanted to, they just, they didn't want to stay with a good or original idea. They just wanted to be like, well, okay, let's do this. So explain. Uh, future state. Okay, so future state. I'm still like trying to wrap my head around it because they haven't really said when this, these stories are going to be taking place. Uh huh. So it could be five to ten years from the current DC timeline. Okay. And it takes place right after uh, Dark Knight's Metal, which is the Scott Snyder. It's not a crisis, but event. Yeah. That's going on right now. Um. So whatever happens after that's that's where. Future State is going to take place. So, do you remember when Dan DeDio was trying to pitch the 5G? Yeah. So, they're taking parts from that. So, 
You got a black Batman. You got a regular Batman. You got Jonathan Kent as Superman, but he um, bottles up Metropolis. Like, he shrinks Metropolis like they did with Kendor. Yeah. And put it in a planet or a planet or in, like, a glass case or whatever. So you don't really know what's going on with that. Wonder Woman is Brazilian. Um, they're supposed to be bringing in Nubia, who was a, a, a African-American character in the Wonder Woman mythos, which who doesn't get much talk, but she is always... Like, she has a strong internet following. Then you have what's going on with The Flash. I have to actually look into that because it's it's making Wally look bad. Like, you finally got Wally in a good place. And they fucked him over. Again. Like, it's like, come on, could Wally catch a break? One of the editors in Titans, um, before they canceled the series was talking to, like, the some of the main guys at DC. was like, yo, you guys are fucking killing all the Titans. Like, how are we supposed to do anything? That's part of the reason why the book ended. You got rid of Roy Harper. You got rid of Dick Grayson. You know what I mean? Deanna Troy, or Donna Troy, and Garth aren't strong enough to hold down a book by themselves. So bef- then you had Beast Boy, who was jacked up because of everything that happened in the No Justice run when they mm-hmm. broke the, the Cosmic Wall. Then on top of it, you brought Kyle Rayner into the mix like with 10 issues left before they you killed it. Titan? Yes, they did. It wasn't Kyle bad. Kyle Rayner, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. So, but here's the thing. So Has Kyle, Kyle Rayner been on the shelf? He's, yes and no. So if you've been reading like the Green Lantern Corpse, he's part of the Green Lantern Corpse. So once Hal Jordan came back in uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, they kind of shelved a lot of niggas outside of Jon Stewart. Like, Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner get shafted really bad. It's like a big foot in the ass and goodbye. Because, like, I, I mean, Kyle Rayner was big when we were kids. Yeah, he was our he Green was, Lantern. Yeah, he was our Green Lantern. And then they went back to Hal. But like, Kyle Rayner is, I haven't heard that name in a while. Bro, and if you thank God for the DC Universe app. Like, I actually went back and started reading the comic books of our youth. Like, the Kyle Rayner stuff. Um, I've always been a fan of Mark Wade's run of The Flash and Jeff John's run of The Flash. Um, if you ask me to choose between the two, I really like Mark Wade mm. om- almost as much as I like Jeff John's, but Mark Wade really set the bar. So I said that wrong. I love Mark Wade's stuff. Jeff John comes in number two for me. So Mark Wade was the one that developed the speed force. Okay. You know, he developed the, one of my favorite stories on um, the return of Barry Allen, which ended up being Professor Zoom disguised as Barry Allen but he had amnesia so he thought he was Barry Allen mm. one of the greatest books like guys if you guys get a chance like definitely check that out like that is a great 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 Mark Wade story um I'm trying to think what else right now I already spoke about Joker War Superman is getting good um with the world knowing that he's Clark Kent I thought I was really gonna hate it and I thought that I would hate Bendis' run um at first I did, not gonna lie, Bendis' work kinda just was like, oh man, fuck, like, I miss Peter J. Tomasi writing for Superman, or uh, Mr. Gleason, draw, you know, they co-wrote action in uh, Superman comics, and it was just like, fuck, like, Bendis, what are you doing? You aged up John, you made the nigga 17, but then, when you look at the grand scheme of things, he's sending John to the 31st century to be in a legion of superheroes. It's always, it's kind of interesting how the, t- like, movies and film kind of emulate uh, the comic books and how the two kind of feed off each other. Because even in Superman and Lois, like, these, uh, the kids, like, the boys, they're going to be two, two of them. He's going to have two sons. They're supposed to be teenagers. But in Crisis, he was just a damn baby boy. Yeah, and I think the, the writer was talking about that. It was like, I think this was, like, an effect of Crisis is that now he has two teenage sons. 
So it's it's interesting. It's, and I, I really want to see how they're gonna do it because somebody that that they should have tapped into, and I've been talking about I've been talking to you about this at at length about question. What's up? Did they already bring General Zod into the CW universe? No. Can you imagine Superman and Lois, Tom Welling as General Zod? Oh, that would be fucking. I just because I was I was watching this reunion, Smallville reunion thing, before I met up with you, and like Tom Welling had like a goatee kind of thing. I was like, damn. What kneel before Zod? And like I, I feel like he wouldn't do it, but then again, he's I, I don't know. He he did the crisis, but fuck, it'd be cool Five if minutes. he came back and was like, yeah, I'll do General. That would be so epic. Fuck Dean Kane. Get him the fuck out of there. I don't want Dean Kane anywhere near this show. Yeah, hopefully, but like, keep him You keep, keep him as Supergirl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't acknowledge Dean Kane as Superman anymore. What happened? He's taking a very conservative turn. I don't know. I don't follow him on Twitter, but I've seen his Twitter. And it's very right-wing. Trump this, Trump that. I love Trump. Really? And just some of the shit he's agreeing. People really got on him. He was trending on Twitter one time. And someone was like, like dude, everything you're saying... Is the opposite of Superman, and someone's like, "He was the worst Superman ever." Like he's fuck Dean Kane. Damn, I don't acknowledge and he's Dean. and he's one of my favorite Superman too. Yeah, I don't acknowledge Dean Kane as Superman anymore. But uh, it'd be great if Tom Welling came back on the Superman and Lois show as General Zod. I would, I'd love it. You heard it here first, boys and girls. If it ever happened, refer back to this episode. Sorry, I just got really loud. I leaned to the mic, but CW. Motherfucking pay me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, too. Okay, so here's something we didn't talk about. Oh, wait, what was Give I talking about? Give me your thoughts on Star Trek Discovery. Oh, shit. Oh, I know oh, you've been dying to talk oh, about Star Trek oh, Discovery. Oh, my gosh. First episode came on last Thursday. Second episode will be coming on t- tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So, Tucson, give us, give us your thoughts. Listen, I mean, I text you. Sorry to get so personal into the mic. But, yo, I text you and I was like, yo, this show got me in my feels. Like, did you watch the first episode? I did watch the first episode, and it did get me. In, and I'm not, as you know, I'm not even the biggest Star Trek fan, but uh, that did get me in my feels, and just like, you're just like, oh shit. The man was just waiting for for Starfleet to come, and like it, it was, it was a beautiful like, moment. Yeah, I was, I was very much impressed with uh, the way they shot, it, like the whole thing. Like these new Star Trek shows, very look very cinematic, but this first episode. This, was probably this the felt best like a movie, shot. like because yeah. I was like, "Where did they shoot this?" And I, I, I watched Iceland. all credits. Yeah, they shot it in Iceland. I was very, very impressed with that because the whole scenery and everything, the mountains and the hills, is beautiful. Because I was like, because I know they film uh, Discovery in, in Canada, and I was Vancouver. Like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, that, I, don't, I mean, I've seen photos of Canada, but this, this feels like another country. Yeah. I was like, was this shit in the budget? <laughs> like, yeah, I they went to Iceland. Iceland. So, yeah, a, a great first episode. Um, I have, I have my reservations and my excitement because I want, or I like because I'm just wondering is this show gonna be now like Star Trek of the future? What's the game plan? Are they gonna eventually can try and get back to their time? Nah, or I don't like, think so because I don't think they're gonna go back to their time because of just the whole thing with control. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, it makes sense to keep them in the future because if you look at anything that's canon, you don't see Discovery, you don't hear any mention of Discovery or anything like that. And I remember from TOS, the original series, all the way up to Spock's death in the movies, you never hear about a sister. But if mm-hmm. you remember the last episode of the second season, you talk about any of them is pretty much punishable by a tree is punishable and called as treason because they had to make it classified. 
So it wouldn't make sense for them to go back into the future because then you disturb the events that's already taking place Very into true. the future. Temporal mechanics, baby. Um, what I like, I like the new character book. I think he brings something different to the show. I think that um, finding out what happened to the Federation is going to be an interesting mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, when she finally looks into it and finding out that um, that particular Starfleet station can only scan up to two sectors, when normally Starfleet star bases can scan pretty much more than just one or two sectors, and, you know, finding out what happened to all the Federation ships. Yeah. Like, she, and Michael Burnham had every right to be upset that everything that she sacrificed for is pretty much gone now. Yeah. Well, nothing and, lasts forever. Yeah, but like, I mean... this was, like, what, over a thousand years into the future? 933 years, to be exact. Yeah. I think things will look drastically different in this world, 933. I don't even think there would probably be United States in 930-something years. We'll probably be owned by China. You know, on <laughs> some real shit. Hey, now, listen, but, you know, um, Big Brother's listening. For real, yeah. <laughs> and in yeah. case you are, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you to the FBI for listening in on this episode. We appreciate your your listenership. Yeah, Great. listen, get, get our, get, help us out. <laughs> but yeah. Get, um, get our listeners up. <laughs> it's, it's a good show. It's a good show. I want to see how the second episode comes about. I hope we don't spend... Uh, too much time looking for the discovery. Like I hope it we get the crew back episode. quickly, and like we're off and running onto this season's mission. So, and Strange New Worlds is getting ready to start filming soon. Oh really? Now that's something I'm really looking forward to. Pike, I, I mean, after after that last episode of Discovery in season mm-hmm. two, had me ready for more. Like I want to, I want more Ethan Peck as Spock. Uh, what's that brother's name that plays uh, Pike? Oh, oh uh, Anson Mount. A- Anson Mount and Rebecca yeah. Romaine as number one. Yeah, Listen, Emmett is um is what's his face gonna be in the show? Who? Um, Ash Tyler? Whoop! Yeah. <laughs> Ash Tyler. No, I think he's gonna get his hopefully he gets his own show with that section 33, 31. But how unless, is that gonna work when Giorgio's in the future? She's on Discovery. Yeah. Uh, but unless but she I makes, thought because Michelle I mean Michelle Yo is supposed to be the star of that Section 31 show. So unless she does a Section 31 in the future and she starts recoup, uh, re- recruiting, recouping, but recruiting. So then you can't have Ash Tyler. I mean, it, it could take place in two different time periods. It could be an anthology show. I'd still fuck I feel it. like that's not going to happen, but... I need Ash Tyler back, I, they, right? do, they need to do... Yeah, I hope he comes back. I hope it's just not like, oh, we're done with Ash Tyler. No, because clearly he's not coming back on Discovery because... Burnham, you could tell they brought him this guy as a as a love, love interest. interest, which I'm still I'm like he has like powers now. I'm like I'm like all right, I'll let it, I'll see where it goes. But I was kind of like, uh, what are there like mutants now? And I know this like Star Trek kind of has like sometimes like there are alien races that are able to do certain things. But I was just kind of like, well, was... unless he figured out a way to, because remember there's been humans that's been taken in by different alien cultures mm-hmm. and sometimes they're able to learn the ways of the alien cultures and do things that the same aliens have you're just not sure how that either that planet's habitat is going to affect you or whatever like that so think of it like a reverse Superman you know Superman comes here our planet pretty much gives him his powers the sun gives him whatever you know what I mean so it could be one of those effects or he, like I said he just could have been he could have mastered whatever the alien race is and remember in the show it talks about that once every generation or so, you get somebody like Book. 
so that there could be like some metahuman gene in Starfleet. Because remember, um, the eugenics wars, which birthed Khan, Nuni, and Soon. For those of my TOS lovers, you know, I know what we're talking about with Khan, Nuni, and Soon. <laughs> um, goes all the way up to Dr. Bashir. Dr. Bashir was al- genetically altered, so you don't know how people would react or not react, but you don't know who whose gene pool was mixing in with the eugenics people, with the quote-unquote mutants. Word. God damn, I love me some Star Trek. <laughs> also, um, Janeway, Kate, Kate McGrew? Oh, Mongrel. Mongrel, she's coming back for Star Trek Prodigy, which is the Nickelodeon the, show the that's going series, yeah. to Star Trek. I, which... I fell off of um, Lower Decks, and it's not because I think it's a bad show. It's just one of those things where it's like, you get so far behind, you're just like... Eh. It, but mean, it's listen, also half an hour show, so it's easy to catch up on. And that's particularly one of the funny. reasons why I stopped watching Arrow because it was like I got so far behind. I was like, I give up. <laughs> now, well, like, this one you, you don't have to. It's, yeah. It just ended, and that's what happened. Well, well, Harley Quinn for me too, because I, I got behind so many episodes, and I was just like, fuck it, yeah. But that's I, what happened with me in Doom Patrol. Like you would be ahead of me on but Doom you Patrol finished season two. Right? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Like I just sat down and was just like, yo, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. But with um, with Lower Decks, you are not going to be disappointed with how it ends. I love Lower Decks. So like, be- all I'm going to say, my son Jonathan Franks, big shout out to my son Commander... R- nope, I Captain. I you said that's all I'm going to say, but then that's pretty much the major fucking thing you just spoiled. It's all right. Damn. It's all right. You know I get excited about my, my Captain Riker. No spoilers, but Riker comes back. Hey, I don't tell you what he does, though. Oh, I want to give. I also want to give a little shout out to a uh, GMP. Oh yeah, uh, Geek and Nerd Proportions, man. Um, if you guys check them out on Facebook, it's a really good group. You know, everyone's welcome. We welcome your geekiness, your nerdiness. If you like anime, if you like Avatar, if you like Power Rangers, if you like comic books, Marvel, DC, Image, whatever, whatever, whatever you mess with, you're like more than welcome to join the Facebook group. So shout out to GMP. Shout out to Bobby. Bobby the head honcho, El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> El Presidente. Yeah, and we, we, he also has a um, a podcast. Yeah, Geek yeah. Talks with Bobby. Say it again. Say the podcast again. Um, Geek Talks with Bobby. Word. Also, big shout out to um, our our friend who's also in GMP, Ziggo or Leroy. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Comic Comic Pop. No Comic Comic. Woo Jesus. Comic View. Yeah, I want to. I also want to give some some shout outs. To some friends who always listen. Uh, my boy Andy Maurice was over in uh, Massachusetts. You always show love to the podcast. You'll always comment. I appreciate you, homie. Miss you, man. Hopefully, when shit gets better, I'll see you real soon. My boy AJ Spirito, he's a real Star Wars head. I remember after Rise Oh, Comic 2. Excuse me. And this dude just interrupts me. God damn. My bad. Uh, shout out to my boy AJ Spirito, my second shout out. Um, he's up in uh, Massachusetts as well. And I, like I said, he's a huge Star Wars head. And I remember when, um, what was it? When Rise of Skywalker first came out. <laughs> he, he was upset with you. He was like, man, what does your brother know about Star Wars? He was tight. Because he loved Rise of Skywalker. And really? Then, and then me and him would just go head to head. I was like, dude, like there were certain things that were forced. Like, I, I don't want to get back into it, but 
It was just we're gonna have to have him on the show, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to AJ. And he does like a lot of really cool cosplays. He cosplays as Kylo Ren. He's done uh, Poe Dameron. Uh, he's he's he wants to work on a, a a Batman cosplay for the from the Robert Pattinson movie that's coming Ooh, out. So listen, shout out to AJ Spirito, always showing love. Also, so yeah, any other shout outs you want to do? Yeah, I gotta give a big shout out to one of our supporters, Miss Hannah Marco. My homie Hannah has a podcast called The Black Iceberg. You can catch that on Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. So just like on, on Anchor where it puts everything down, um, on those different sites, that's where you'll be able to, to catch her. Um, if you listen to B Major, she's actually one of the uh, guests. I think I want to say she's either the second or third episode, but definitely check out the Black Iceberg. Black Iceberg, that sounds so smooth. It is, it is, and it's it's really is good stuff. She's uh Hannah is studying to become a music therapist. Okay. So part of her podcast, she just she takes a therapeutic approach to certain things and it's it's really, 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 really good. So guys check it out. Alright. You ready to wrap this thing up? Always like a condom, baby. Yeah, send us out. All right, guys. So you know what? Thank you guys for checking us out. Thank you for listening. Also, if you guys can spread the word, you know, we're trying to get our followers up because uh, one of the things that I think that we should try to do or what we're going to try to do is to get some guests in the comic book world. But we can't do that until we get some more followers. So if you guys can, you know, spread the word, let people know what's up. And uh, with that being said, yo, this is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. Peace. Good night. And Episode good new Mike. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>